No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Out of all the nations in the world, God chose one man to be an example of the life of faith. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 11, right here on Simply the Bible. The first 11 chapters of Genesis cover a period of 2,000 years, which is about the same time covered in the whole rest of the Bible. It has dealt with major events, creation, the fall, the flood, and the Tower of Babel. Now the spotlight focuses on one man and his relationship with God. We pick it up in Genesis eleven twenty seven. This is the genealogy of Terah. Terah begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran begot Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in his native land in Ur of the Chaldeans. Then Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. After the flood, all the peoples of the earth descended from Noah's three sons, Japheth, Ham, and Shem. Terah was the ninth generation in the line of Seth. Because of the long lifespans, when Terah was born, Noah was still alive and wouldn't die for another 128 years. Abram was Terah's son, and Lot was the son of Abram's brother Haran. They all lived in Ur of the Chaldeans, which was in southern Babylonia, on the east side of the Euphrates River. According to Joshua 24, this was a land of idolatry, a fact confirmed by archaeological evidence that the inhabitants of Ur were moon worshippers. Haran died while Terah was still alive, leaving Lot without a father. Abram married Sarai, but she was barren, having no children. Verse 31. And Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and they went out from them, from Ur of the Chaldeans, to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. So the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Terah and his family left Ur of the Chaldeans and traveled 600 miles northwest to Haran. This was about halfway to the land of Canaan. While living in Haran, Terah died. Chapter 12 Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Abram's call had come at some time previously when they were all still living in Ur. Stephen, when he was giving the history of Israel, said in Acts 7-2, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, Get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. 
God told Abram to leave his country and his father's house and go to a land that the Lord would show him. Abram didn't know where he was going or what he would do when he got there. He left Ur of the Chaldeans, but he didn't leave his family. Abram partially obeyed the Lord, but he wasn't willing to cut family ties. The pull of family has kept many people from fully obeying the Lord. Abram also wasn't willing to go the distance to Canaan. Abram dwelt in Haran, which was near Canaan, but still in Babylonia. He lived there until his father Terah died. It is interesting that the name Terah means delay. Because Abram wouldn't leave his father, it delayed his progress to the promised land. The entire time he was in Haran, he never heard from the Lord. When God gives us instructions, he shows us one step at a time. He doesn't show us the second step until we've taken the first step. Abram wouldn't hear from God again until he arrived in Canaan, as the Lord had said. Now, the Lord was testing Abram's faith. He was calling him out of a culture of idolatry and away from his family to follow him alone. This would be the first of many tests in Abram's life. Each one was given to help Abram increase in faith. Abram did not pass all these tests. He failed on several occasions, but even in failure, Abram grew as a man of faith and became a great man. Through his pilgrimage, Abram grew to become the father of faith and patriarch to the three major religions of the world, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Because Abram was not perfect, and yet God still used him, his example encourages us. God can use us even though we're not perfect. Now let's look at this amazing call of God that Abram received and the promises it contained. God made three promises to Abram that were not based upon Abram's performance, but on God's grace. First, God would show him a land and give it to him. Second, God would make him into a great nation and make his name great. Keep in mind that Abram and Sarah had no children when this promise was given. Third, God would bless Abram and make him a blessing to the world. This anticipates that from Abram, who would later be called Abraham, would come the promised seed through whom all the families of the earth would be blessed. In addition, God would bless those who blessed him and curse those who cursed him. These amazing promises required Abram to believe God and to step out in faith. In 1993, my wife Cindy and I, with our two children, were living in California. Cindy was a realtor and had been handling relocations. She started talking to me about Idaho, but I wasn't interested. I was an assistant pastor at a successful church and happy to stay where I was at. But then one day our pastor asked me about my long-term plans, and I thought I should pray about it. As I began to open my heart to the Lord, I felt him impress upon me, listen to what your wife is saying. So we researched Idaho and specifically Boise. We planned a trip and first visited the city in July of the same year. While we were here and praying, it became evident to both of us that God was calling us here to plant a church. Now we didn't know anyone and I had no paying job when I arrived. 
My pastor offered to continue my salary for three months, and after that, I was on my own. We began making plans to move. In September, I attended a regional pastor's conference in Northern California. The last night, they asked if anyone would like prayer to come forward. I figured I could use all the prayer I could get. My pastor, Louis Neely, Don McClure of Calvary Chapel, San Jose, Pastor Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, were all there. I told them what was on my heart, and, and they laid hands on me, and the three of them prayed. I'll never forget what Pastor Chuck prayed. Father, show him where to pitch his tent and prepare the hearts of the people whom you are calling him to reach. The following March, we moved to Boise and began our first service in May. And since then, God has proven himself faithful again and again. But nothing occurs in the kingdom of God apart from faith. As we respond to his word and take the first step, God shows us the next and the next, and there are always tests along the way. God's purpose is to strengthen our faith through it all so that he can bring about everything he's promised by grace. Genesis 12, 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were then in the land. While in Haran, they had acquired possessions and servants and had become wealthy. They left familiar and safe surroundings to head into the unknown with nothing to guide them but a promise. It had been several years since Abram heard from the Lord, but they packed up everything they had and moved to Canaan. At 75 years old, most people would be looking for somewhere to settle for retirement, but Abram was just getting started. He had left the land of idolaters and was entering a land of notoriously wicked idolaters. The difference was that because of their wickedness, God would eventually destroy the Canaanites and give their land to Abram's descendants. Abram would live his life of faith among ungodly people, just as we are called by God to live our faith before an unbelieving world as a testimony to them. Verse 7, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. As soon as Abram arrived in the place where God wanted him to be, then the Lord appeared to Abram and spoke to him. It had been a long time since Abram had heard his voice. God confirmed that this was the land he was giving to him. Has it been a while since you heard the voice of the Lord speaking to you? Maybe you have never heard his voice. I pray that he would speak to you through his word. Or perhaps you have heard him, but it's been a while. Think back. What did he say? Have you obeyed? Isaiah 30, 18 says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. 
God wants to bless you, but he must wait for you to do what he says. Abram built an altar to the Lord. We will see that wherever Abram went, he built an altar. Worship was a priority with this man of faith, and he wasn't afraid of his neighbors to know it. They also saw him pitching a tent, and they knew Abram was just passing through. That is the same witness we are to have to the world. Because our citizenship is not of the earth, we're just passing through. But wherever we go, there should be the evidence that we are God worshipers. I love it when I see people praying for their meal in restaurants. As Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. One last thing. Bethel means house of God. I means heap of ruins. Abram traveled westward with the house of God before him and the heap of ruins behind him. Likewise, we have been called to come out of this world that is destined for destruction and journey toward the eternal house of God. May this truly be our pilgrimage of faith. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings, or if you just want to find out some more about the church, please go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. There you'll also find an email address. And well, we'd just love to hear from you. Next week, we'll see what happens when Abram, the man of faith, acts on his own accord. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Genesis on Simply the Bible. 